Hey, it's Han. Welcome back to my podcast. Gosh, I really have to tell you guys, it feels so good to be back. I, if you noticed, I took almost, it feels like a long time, but it was probably about three, three and a half weeks since I had blah, 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 when I had an FSC. I'm so out of it. Like, I haven't done this in a while, but yeah, the last episode I did was with Soph, Dila Peaches, and um, it's not because I was being lazy or just not feeling like it. Well, we'll get into that later. It's because um, there are holidays and I'm working and I have recorded a few episodes in between, but I just didn't feel like they were right to put out. They weren't bad or anything. They just weren't what I wanted on my podcast right now. Like some of them were just flat out just goofy. And who knows in the future, I might release them to let you guys listen to. But for now, I really want to prioritize making good episodes for you. Um, If you notice that the audio is a little bit different, that is because I now have a microphone. I got it for Christmas and I'm trying out a new way of doing this. Um, I don't know if you notice, but this part of um, my podcast is under a new season. This is now season two, just because I thought it would be a nice and fresher start as as I'm trying to grow my podcast and make it sound more professional. Professional. I can never pronounce that word to make it sound more professional and put together. So I really hope that your holidays went well, no matter what you celebrate. I hope that and if you don't celebrate at all, I hope you had a last few weeks. And today's episode, I'm going to be reflecting on 2020. Now, I know a lot of creators out there have already done their reflecting on 2020, like talking about how terrible this year was because for a lot of reasons, yeah, a lot of bad stuff happened. But I think that we can learn to grow from that. And I try to center a lot of what my podcast is to mental health because that is a subject that I'm really, really passionate about. And I want to speak more about that when I haven't been as much lately. So I kind of want to bring it back to kind of why I started was to bring some positivity and a light and something to escape to when things are going great. Of course, I'm going to tackle serious subjects, but I don't want this to be a place of negativity. So I hope that we can just sit back and reflect on 2020 and pray for a better 2021. Um, Somehow 2020 has felt like 10 minutes and 10 years at the same exact time. There is no other way to describe it. This year has been full of so many momentous um, experiences and events that it somehow all gets punched together and we cannot distinct time. There is no such thing as time anymore. I mean, again, time has always been a human construct, but so it's just, I literally back in March didn't know what day it was. Um, yeah, school kind of just gave up. Um, I, I want to touch on mental health during this pandemic. Um, it has not been easy. I've touched on this before, but now I want to get more on depth in my reflection of 2020 because I'm also going to do a personal reflection of me this year. Um, it's been a journey to say the least. I had this diary that I was writing in, in like, I got it in 2016, right? 
or maybe even before then. And I would just, I would have, that was when I was really struggling in school with um a lot of different things. I was facing some bullying. I was having trouble, tr- tr- blah, <laughs> cannot speak. Um, I was having trouble with friends and not the greatest time. I mean, not that middle school is great for anybody. <laughs> I mean, so I just got a little journal to help myself feel less alone. I bought it at Target with like birthday money and I got it matching with my, like with Liv's actually. Liv had the same notebook which she used for her drawings. So I got the same notebook to match her and I was like, oh my gosh, we're twins. But I would start writing in it to make me feel less alone. I would kind of use it to inspire myself at first. That's that was the main reason why I bought it. I would write down like inspirational quotes, Bible verses, me telling myself, hey, in the future, this is going to be okay. And keep in mind, I got this when I was like fifth grade. So this was me really trying to be my own best friend as, I mean, no, be your own best friend. I was going to say how sad as that sounds, but like be your best friend. That's fine. Just have other people too. <laughs> like you got to be there for yourself, you know? I mean, if you can't be there for yourself, how can you really be there for others? So I kind of use the journal as um, a little ray of positivity. I write in every day and I would write kind of the silver linings in a bad day. But then slowly um, as time grew on, that journal became more full of negative thoughts. And soon it became just everything wrong in my life, everything wrong in the world. Me nitpicking little things that weren't even that serious and me making them a big deal because of how I perceived it. And it made the world such a dark place and everyone was out to get me. And that's how I made it sound in these writings. Like I read it back a few months ago and I took, like I wrote notes in the margin saying, oh my gosh, I'm actually cringing at this right now. I really thought the world was out to get me you know and it was just I I really cringe reading back at that I'm not even going to read any of it I mean there could become a day where I decide to whip out the journal and read you guys an entry but that journal just became so negative and so dark and it was me just hounding on the negativity and everything wrong in my life and all the bad people and it really 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 put me into a dark place mentally and this was going into like sixth grade seventh grade so not like three four years ago so that's what that journal became it wasn't a burn book like it wasn't me going out for after anybody you know it was just me being a kid being negative focused on the negative everything wrong in my life and which is not healthy, first of all. Like, yeah, write out your feelings. If you're feeling negative about something, write it out. But then my suggestion is just tear it up and then throw it away. Like you're getting your feelings out and then you're saying, okay, I got it out. It's over with. Now I can let it go. And letting things go was never my forte. Um, I'm still working on that because it's a journey. You know, it's always going to be a journey. It's always self-discovery and learning and growing. And it does take, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes so much time and experience that, you know, it, it's a struggle. Oh, if you guys heard that, I just knocked over something. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what that journal really became. And I decided back in like eighth grade, you need to put this away. This journal is unhealthy. It makes me more upset. Um, what started out as um, a friend and positivity and light and a comfort became okay. I need to get home so I can write down everything that just happened. 
everything that is said to me so that I can remember that and so I can think on that negative moment for years to come. And that's, you know, I decided for be healthy for myself to just put it away, not get rid of it, just to keep it so I could look back on it and reflect one day and put it away and reflect on it later. I did. Um, I would occasionally take it out, write a little entry, but like, hey, like this is going on in my life. Like, remember this day, this, this happened, but it was nothing I was writing in every day. It wasn't like Teddy's video diaries from Good Luck Charlie. It wasn't just like a daily update. Um, it was when I felt like it. Whenever I felt like it was right, re- I was ready. But once we really got stuck in quarantine, okay, this is where 2020 comes in. <laughs> I am really, really good at going on tangents. But um, once quarantine hit, um, Corona, whatever you want to call it, coronavirus, COVID hit, um, you know, everyone was on. Everyone at the beginning was in the same boat. Um, I like this quote. Um, I I can't figure out where it's from. I just think I found it on Pinterest. It was like, we're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm, which is so true because while we're all facing the, this pandemic, we're all going through it differently. So while some people are like going through it on a cruise ship, some people are going through it on a little life raft, barely clicking on. So when, um, quarantine first started and we were this was all kind of new we kind of didn't know what was going on or how to handle it um you know a really big wave of loneliness hit I thought I was doing better I had so many things to look forward to I had um this happened um I think exactly a week before our first um scheduled performance of our musical catch me if you can and it was something I was looking forward to. It was going to be a big deal for me. I mean, it was high school musical, but to me, it was my life at the moment. And it was something that I worked hard for. I put my literal tears into this. And um, it was over. <laughs> and then um, we had a planned class trip to see Wicked on Broadway, um, which is only a few hour drive from where I live. So going to New York wasn't like a big grand thing. I went, I've been going to Broadway shows for years now, but this was, I was going to be with my friends. Like it was going to be a big magical day in the city. And then it got canceled, obviously, because Broadway shut down. And again, saying this out loud makes me feel so stupid about how these were my concerns. While some people were actually losing their jobs and I was here complaining that I don't get to go see a musical. I mean, yes, everyone's struggles are valid, but to the ex- like, it wasn't to the extent of this is life or death for me. This was a major disappointment. I'm not going to, to I'm not going to minimize um, the pain I felt you know, facing something I look forward to for almost six months was ruined. Um, I'm not going to minimize that, but I'm also going to put it in perspective of how little I lost compared to so many others out there. And my heart really, really goes out to anyone who has been personally been affected by losing a job, by losing lives even. Oh my gosh, it's just... It breaks my heart what the world went through this year 
and are still going through. Like there are people out there that are saying, I can't wait for 2021. Like it's going to be all over. Like, no, (laughs) no, it's still going to be around. It's just, I hope that we don't have to deal with it the same way, you know? But, you know, I, I, I was feeling alone. I, I couldn't see, I had finally gotten that good circle of friends. I had sorted so much in my life. I seemed like, it seemed like everything was lined up, right? Like I thought I knew where things were headed. Like I thought, I, I thought I knew what I was doing, which, you know, you tell God your plan. So laugh something, whatever that quote is, um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to tear up. It's just crazy thinking about how different things are now compared to how they were um, mentally for me. That is, um, I took out that journal back in March and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote my little lonely art out and there would be nights where I was sobbing in bed. I can't believe I'm literally saying this to people (laughs) right now. There are nights I was sobbing in bed, feeling like nobody was there, feeling like, how is there a grander purpose? How, how, when is this going to be over? It just seems like it's getting worse. Every single day, there seemed to be something more going on in the world that was worse than the day before. And it felt like, it, it felt like it was going to end. It felt like my life is over. I felt like the people people I've loved, the people I loved lives were over. I mean, because there was stuff going on in my personal life that was really, really hard. And, um, you know, that's not something I'm going to be open about right now, but it definitely added to the difficulty that was facing me, you know, because everyone was going through, everyone was going through the pandemic, but like I said earlier, everyone was going through it differently. So I had the pandemic and then I had my own personal struggles. And I have I have been very open about my um, struggles with um, anxiety and depression. And when my kind of coping for that during when I was getting in a really bad spiraling moment or was feeling really, really, really upset, my I was always like, get out of the house. Get out of the house. Get out of whatever place I am in physically so that I can get my mind in a better place mentally. You know, like if I... I got to try to I try to find a way to explain this better. Like if I was having a really, really bad um, depressive episode in my room, um, what I would do was text a friend and be like, hey, do you want to go go to Starbucks or like, hey, can we go on a walk or just me literally just leaving the house, you know, not going not really going in specific, but just to like leave, walk around, see whatever was available for me to do, you know, because I live in a pretty busy area. So there was always something going on somewhere to go. And I lost that during the pandemic. I could not see my friends. I, um, you know, we were more cautious. Like, like I, I was allowed to walk around my neighborhood, but I wasn't really allowed to like leave because, you know, of the pandemic, obviously, but like businesses were shut down. So there really was like no little coffee place for me to go to like Starbucks, um, Dunkin', McDonald's, like <laughs> I mean, I don't know about McDonald's. I don't know. But there was no, like, dining in. That's what I mean to say. Like, there was nowhere for me to physically go, like, to move. You know what I mean? I need to move aside from that. I, wow. Okay. So, you know what I mean. But there was none of that anymore. So, it was kind of just me, myself, and I in 
my bed in my room. And I have a big family, right? So <laughs> y'all know you, you people were like, oh my gosh, over quarantine, I got so much closer with my family. Yeah, for me, it depended on the day. Um, I love my siblings. I love them. I love them. But I'm the oldest out of five. And my youngest sibling is eight years younger than me. So you can kind of get where I'm going with this, where it's hard to find common ground. And when you're stuck with them 24-7 for God knows how long, because at this point, it was just confusion and it was messy and it was sloppy. There was, we were not given really any answers for what was going on at the moment. So we had really no, no idea how long we were going to be there, be in my house. Um, there was nowhere to go, nothing to do. And try telling an eight-year-old kid that he can't have his birthday party. Um, yeah, that was like the other thing, the biggest thing that happened in my family. My um, brother, my little brother was turning eight and we had to cancel his birthday party. Well, my mom had to, my mom and dad had to cancel his birthday party. Not me. I did not do that. Yeah. My parents had to cancel his birthday party and try telling a little kid that the world is in a terrible, terrible state. So bad that you can have a birthday party. <laughs> I mean, again, problem like, you know, like the problems that we're facing in America and, you know, we're not super wealthy, but we're also not struggling. But so that's where the, those were the problems that we were facing. Um, but it was just difficult trying to get along with everyone all the time, especially because we also have, oh, we got a dog during quarantine. Um, it was my mom's birthday present. My mom's birthday is the day our country shut down yay <laughs> that's pretty memorable that's like really memorable actually so my parents were actually able to go out to dinner inside I know right and eat dinner on my mom's birthday but then the next day that's when like the restrictions were actually enforced and it became like hey you cannot go anywhere because they are actually shut down so like that's what I mean by that um so for my birthday my, well, not my my birthday oh excuse me wow <laughs> I just really made that about myself sorry <laughs> so for my mom's birthday my dad got my mom a, a an adorable little puppy I mean we've all kind of made her our puppy she's our family dog I mean we have two dogs we have um we have a five-year-old chocolate lab. His name is Dante, and he is an absolute weirdo, but we love him to death. So we do so well with Dante. Um, he's a good family dog, but we wanted to expand it for my dad. Thought it'd be a great idea to get another dog. And only me and my 15-year-old brother knew. So my brother and I are actually exactly a year apart, so that's kind of fun. Um, my brother and I um, we're really close. Um, he's like, he's one of my best friends actually. Um, so he, my dad only told us and we're like, get this dog, get this dog. And you know, then coronavirus and he's like, I don't know if we can get this dog. We're not really allowed out of the state because this dog wasn't in, my dad had to go to another state to, to get the dog, <laughs> but somehow it all worked out. And a few hours later, walking through this door, our front door came little Luna 
Um, she is an adorable golden retriever Saint Bernard mix. Um, yeah, the most sweetest puppies breeds mixed. Oh my gosh. She is an absolute sweetheart. She's crazy because she's a puppy. She was born in January, so making her about 11 months old now. I love my dogs to death. Um, they really are family members. They are my family. And that was just great. And it kind of helped us during quarantine a little bit, having another family member because puppy to raise is a family effort. Um, <laughs> Me saying, me acting like I did anything. No, my job was to pet the dog and cuddles because I love puppy cuddles. But my parents did the hard work raising a puppy and taking care of it. We were just kind of there along for the ride. Um, so it did help having another dog. It kind of brought a smile to our faces. Um, it gave us kind of a new sense of purpose during these unprecedented times. I, can't, I will not even get into how annoyed I am of hearing unprecedented times. Yeah, we get it. This is a time that's never happened before, but so are all times. But during these like crazy, crazy times, it just really helped bringing a fluffy puppy into our lives and it just brought a big smile to our faces and it did make us happier. But of course, happy is um, temporary. Um, joy would be forever. <laughs> and at that moment, there was no joy. There was only temporary happiness, you know? I would laugh. I would smile. I would call my friends. You know, we'd be talking about, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Um, but I really wasn't finding any purpose in my day. You know, I kind of just woke up to go to sleep later that day. There was nothing to my day. There was schoolwork. There was Netflix. There was YouTube. And then there was bed. Oh yeah. And food because I love food. I did gain the quarantine weight. Yeah. That's a very real thing. And um, something I'm still working on, but that was kind of all there was to my life at the moment and to millions of other people's lives. Um, not saying I'm the only one. I really, really, really want to push that out there that I'm not saying, oh, pity me. Like, no, do not. <laughs> like, this is me just speaking on my personal experience in 2020. And I'm hoping that other people like you guys can relate to it and be like, okay, I didn't go through this alone because I understand being alone. I understand dealing with the struggles of mental health and feeling like you're by yourself, especially during a literal lockdown, like it's something we've never been through before. And, and, you know, my anxiety would just get the better of me. Um, I wasn't having anxiety attacks because my entire day was just anxiety and depression and I um, I really lost focus on what was important to me in life. Um, I have spoken very openly, um, especially on the episode with Danielle. We did an episode called Why I Believe in God. Um, I kind of lost that for a while. Um, it's not something I'm proud of. It's something that I've never been too open about because I was raised Christian, you know? That was my life. Um it should be to this day because I do believe I was, you know, I'm not being forced to be religious or anything. Like I am allowed to come to the conclusion that I believe in God and I do. I really do. I just, I kind of lost that mentality. I mean, you think being 
alone would kind of bring me closer to God. You know, I'd be praying more. And I was, I was praying, you know, I was, but they were more of me begging for him to make things better. They weren't, you know, it was just me complaining. <laughs> so I kind of lost that mentality, um, the, the faith that things would get better, um, that things happen for a reason. And I kind of lost the um, mentality that it's going to be over and it's going to get better. I mean, it's not over and I'm not going to say it's better. I'm just saying we're progressing, we're growing, and we're, you know, we're, we can get through this. Um, not all bad things last forever and sometimes good things come from bad things i mean if we're i mean i can't call this an episode of of reflection without actually reflecting so some things i learned over quarantine and 2020 is that i really did learn who my true friends are and i actually (laughs) made a really really good friend over quarantine shannon actually um if you recognize the name, you've heard her in an episode. Um, we became friends over quarantine. Um, and that was a very unexpected thing. It, I wasn't planned, you know. I wasn't like, oh, you like, you know, it just kind of happened. And I'm really thankful for that. And I'm really thankful for a lot of the things that happened over quarantine, as strange as that is to say out loud. Um, like that's just my way of saying that bad things happen for a reason. And sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise, as corny as that is. Um, I also kind of, I learned more about myself. Um, I kind of, I learned more about what I believe and why I believe it. I learned more about kind of what I want to, what direction I want my life to be headed in, Um, especially with this podcast, I had this idea um, a while ago, actually, but I didn't actually start it up until September because my life was really slow at the moment. And I was like, hey, let's just get this started. And I did. And I'm really, really proud of myself for stepping out of my comfort zone. Because if you asked me this a year ago, I would have never done this. Um, I would have never done this because I would have been so fear, so full of fear. Um. And I still am. There are still days. Um, that's actually one I wanted to get into why I haven't been making episodes lately. Um, I've been back in that anxious mindset. Um, I did something kind of really stupid. I stopped taking my medication for a few days and that kind of sent me spiraling. <laughs> I had a bad um, anxiety attack and it really put things in perspective that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay if my, <laughs> you know, if my happiness is store-bought, <laughs> you know, prescription, um, it's okay. It's okay because this is something that I'm going to have to live with the rest of my life and I've have to come and I've had to have to, I've had, <laughs> let me try that one more time. And I've had to have to come to terms with that. And it's, it's a, it's a process. I'm still getting there. I mean, it's crazy at 16 years old that I'm on medication to make me not super sad all the time to put it lightly (laughs) Um, but I'm proud of myself for how far I've come and you need to be proud of yourself for 
how much you've grown because I know this is not easy for you and I might not know who you are in particular but that doesn't matter because hey like if you're listening then you listen for this for a reason and I believe that you're here for a purpose and I really I really want to let you know that I'm proud of any progress that you've made this year. It has not been easy. So please be easier on yourself. I've also learned that you need to be easier on yourself because we're all going through the most insane thing. And it's okay if your grades aren't exactly the way you want them to be. If your weight isn't exactly what you want it to be, it's okay. Because I understand. And the people around you who love you and support you will understand. Because this is a lot. So my biggest, if you take away anything is that it's really okay to not be okay. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm literally tearing up because how I wish someone would have said that to me a lot earlier when I before I had to come to that realization on my own. Um, I need to take a break. <laughs> One minute, please. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I had to get some water, take a deep breath, and... Um, not start crying (laughs) if I do seem a little subdued it's because um I'm tired I have a headache and I just got back from visiting family um be careful like wear a mask be safe I I will let you know I did things the safe way but I do have to disclaimer that um so I wanted to read you guys something that I wrote um about a few weeks ago um I got this inspiration actually from this other podcast, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the name. Um, it's the podcast by Luke Alexander. I really do highly encourage, um, check out Luke Alexander. Um, I'm trying to stall while I actually look up the podcast. Aha. Okay. The podcast name is Luke's Lunacies. And I do, um, highly request that. Um, it's really, really good discussions that are all centered in mental health and once he did his episode about his diagnosis and his mental health I was inspired to kind of write down like do a little thought dump kind of on paper and just express myself (laughs) so I will link um everything from him in the description because a lot of my inspiration for mental health comes from him and my courage to speak up openly about this does somewhat stem from him because I've always been open about it, but I've never been like been too descriptive because also there are some things that I will keep private. I will not read everything that I've written down, but I will, I will, all right, let's get into this. <laughs> what is mental health? Why is it so imperative to ensure we're not healthy, not just physically, but in your mind and soul? Today, I want to discuss my diagnosis and what it means for me. Now, disclaimer, please take notes. I am not a therapist or a psychologist. I have no degree. I am not here to diagnose anyone. I am not. I'm just not qualified to 
I can only speak off of my personal experiences and that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to speak off of my personal experience. Please do not self-diagnose. If you think you are struggling with mental health, um, I encourage you to go reach out to a trusted parent or adult or doctor or just anyone that you can trust because seek help if you need it. Um, but do not self-diagnose. Um, so <laughs> I'm not going to deciding. All I have is my personal experiences and advice given to me by professionals. <sighs> okay. For as long as I can remember, I've really struggled with overwhelming nervousness over what others viewed as not a big deal. I thought it was normal to feel this way, constantly worried and shaky, on edge. My stomach would feel so achy. My face would be hot and red. My hands would shake and I would fight back tears. So this is me describing what an anxiety or <laughs> like mental breakdown looks for me, um, like anxiety attack. And I would fight back. Okay. I missed out on a lot because of my worries would hold me back. So something I missed out on was this big, this is, this is, I'm not, this is not what I've written down. I'm just kind of going off the topic a little bit. I missed out on a really fun event. Um, it was going to be like a church. It was a church event. Actually, it was going to be so much fun. We're going to like this bouncy, like this, this trampoline park. They had like the hamster balls and, um, I had really high, really bad anxiety attack and I missed out on it. Um, regret that I missed, you know, I missed a lot. Okay. Back to the writing. I was hardly aware of what anxiety was. I was never taught mental health. I never learned symptoms or coping mechanisms. Fifth through seventh grade were really hard years for me. I was facing bullying. I felt almost scared to go to school and I felt almost alone. I did have a few good friends though. I will plug that in. I, <laughs> Okay, teachers would tell me that I should be flattered because this this boy who was bullying me um, was allegedly doing it because he liked me. <laughs> and that makes me sick to say. Um, so I remember being told that. I felt unheard, alone, and defeated. His harassment continued for years. I struggled with weight, stuff going on at home and things going on at school. I never really had a friend group until seventh grade. That friend group fell apart. It took a bad toll on me. I was betrayed, lied to, and manipulated by someone I called my best friend. To this day, I still feel effects from that. My thoughts were dark. I was constantly in a state of dread and worry. Panic attacks were frequent. 2016 was a really lonely year for me. I began a journal to feel heard. Okay, so now we're getting into what I talked about earlier. I wrote poems expressing my pain and how angry and guilty I felt for facing it. My life is not perfect, but it was good compared to others. That made me feel worse for myself. I was, um, I knew I had it. Um, I had a good life, you know? I just couldn't see the good in my life. I told myself depression was for only for people with real trauma. I was often the reason for my own loneliness. I wasn't there for myself. In fact, I hated myself. I dreaded waking up. I despised <laughs> looking in the mirror and I would bully myself. I was my worst enemy. I hated my appearance. So I would, I would physically punch my stomach until it was red and in pain. Remember, this was me in middle school. <laughs> I expressed myself in poetry, crying out in hidden pain. Not even God brought me comfort. 
I would write letters to my future self begging if it gets better. In 6th and 7th grade, my family and I faced a lot of change. That brought on new challenges and anxieties. While I can't pinpoint an exact date and time of my of my life when anxiety attacks and depressive episodes were prevalent, I can sure remember that the terrible feeling it brought. My triggers are nothing in specific, but for those who don't understand the feeling of an anxiety attack, let me do the best I can to describe. Your breaths get shorter and louder. So... I'm describing my personal experience with anxiety attacks and panic attacks. I know everyone has different symptoms. Everyone goes, I'm not reading right now. I'm talking. <laughs> um, so this is my personal experience. I'm not saying that this is how it is for everybody. I just want to make that clear. Um, everyone's different. Everyone faces it differently. So this is how I have dealt with it. Your breath gets shorter and louder. Everything around you fades to a blur. The noises and voices around you are muffled. All you can hear is your own heavy breathing, heart racing, head spinning. Oh, this is making me, <laughs> I'm like kind of shaking right now. <laughs> Hands and feet are numb. Whole body tingles. Butterflies in my stomach. If you thought my physical symptoms were bad, let's get into my head. Spiraling of negativity. You're worthless, fat, ugly, unloved. You overanalyze, you overanalyze everything anyone has ever said to you. You're reliving your worst moments of your life in your head. There is nothing more dangerous than having this. Oh, I did not. Bad writing than feeling this alone. You, Sorry, I kind of laugh at myself. Um, it's a coping mechanism for me, laughing, making jokes. It's quite common, actually. So I'm not joking about this i'm joking about myself if that makes any sense you want this to be over you don't want to feel this way any longer in eighth grade i was officially diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression they gave me pills let's give a kid pills to make them happy artificially happy and that's what i was i thought i was getting better still struggling you know no one's perfect but better than i was i was in a better place i will let you know that um I was better. <laughs> a lot happened that affected me, but with a therapist, medication, and a solid support system, I was able to function, which I am, again, not reading right now. I am so thankful for everyone that's been there to support me, who has understood me, who has listened to me, and has loved me <laughs> through um, not just 2020, but throughout my entire life. <laughs> So then came March of 2020, <laughs> COVID-19, quarantine, lockdown. I thought it was better. I really did. But I stayed in my bedroom for months with my thoughts. I felt overwhelming sadness. I woke up each morning with the sole purpose to go to sleep that night. Um, I'm going to skip over a bunch of stuff because it's just boring. Um... I grew so hateful of myself for feeling this way. I hated that I needed medicine and that it hardly worked. I hated faking happiness. I was a prisoner to my own thoughts. One day I was home alone in a spiral. <laughs> I actually had to go to my friends and we talked and he hugged me. Um, do not, not that smart because it was during coronavirus. I mean, it still is coronavirus, but it was kind of when it was, bad still but um I really needed him to be there for me and he was there for me and we ended up walking to the park and 
riding our bikes and he just helped me a lot. So thank you. You know who you are and I really appreciate you and love you. <laughs> so I called my friend Slopping. We met up and because of him, I was better that day. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> this brings me back to why I began this piece of writing. Why is mental health important? Because of this. Because of stories told and untold. To those fighting alone, you're never truly alone. And that's kind of where I'm going to stop the reading. Um, I did skip over some parts. That's okay. I kind of hit the most important parts. Um, just about how important a support system is, whether they're there um, in spirit or physically. Um, there is nothing more important than a support system, no matter what you're going through. It really does help having someone there for you. Um, and that's what kind of helped me get through the craziness. Um, I'm not saying that I'm completely amazing right now, but I'm better. And it's a journey. But I'm better and I'm getting better and I'm okay. I love life. Like, like I love life. Like I, I get so excited for what the future holds. I am a lover of life. Don't get me wrong there. Like, please don't get me wrong there. Um, I look at the future with such bright possibilities and I kind of over think about how amazing my future is going to be. I have this big plan for myself. And of course, you know, life's never going to go the way you want it to go, especially after this year. Of course, it's not going to go exactly the way you planned it. And that's okay. That's what brings, that's what, I mean, if life went exactly the way you planned, how boring would that be? There'd be nothing adventurous. There'd be nothing surprising like <laughs> like whether it's good or bad it all happens for a reason and that's something that we kind of had to come to terms with this year is um that it all adds up in the end it all leads to something greater than before there is no there are no such thing as coincidences you know <laughs> and so when i look at the future i feel hope back if you ask me this question if you ask me the question of how do you feel towards the future back in March? I would say dreadful. I, I, I would I would look at the future with darkness and dread and misery. <laughs> but if you ask me, how do you look at the future now? I get excited. I want to tell you my plans. I want to I want to open up the discussion of how great we can how much greater we can make ourselves, how we can better ourselves, how we can better society, how we can mold our, our future, how we can shape things for the better, how we can change the world ultimately. And I just look at it with so much hope and so much light and so much excitement because I can just go off and ramble and ramble about what needs to be changed in the world. And that's not what we need. We already, we know what needs to be changed in the world. We know we need equality. We know we need justice. We know we need support. We know we need support and help with climate change. These are all very important issues. But together, if we come together, we can change the world. And we're doing it one step at a time. And I believe it's possible. I believe we can achieve all of this. 
But of course, it's not going to happen overnight. We need to come together. We need to live together in unity. You know, it's just, you can't expect it. You can't have these big wild dreams and then expect it to all work out, you know? And that's what you have to learn. You can't, you can't just build your future, you know? It's a step-by-step process. And what I believe is that God has a plan. He really, really does. And he has shown me time and time again this year that it's not going to go the way that I wanted. And that's okay because his plan is greater. Whether you believe in God or not, I hope that you believe in um, a greater meaning and a greater purpose and greater calling in life. Because how comforting is it that the God of the galaxies knows my name and looks at me with love. I told myself I wasn't going to (laughs) cry. It's just, it baffles me that I ever doubted that. And I'm not trying to force any beliefs on you, but this is my podcast and I talk about what I believe in. And God is who I want to put my full trust in. And that's given me so much comfort as I've come to terms with that. And as I finally gave up my selfishness, as I stopped saying how unfair this is on me, and when I looked at the greater picture and a greater purpose, it opened my eyes to others, you know? It wasn't, oh, poor me. It was, okay, what can I do to make this better for everyone around me? And I'm not perfect. I'm so flawed. And ask me that same question in 30 years. I'm still going to not be perfect and I'm still going to be flawed. We are very imperfect people. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to trip up. I'm going to say something stupid. I'm going to do something stupid. But that's because we are humans and we're going to make mistakes. Um, I think everyone can agree on that one. Literally no one is perfect. Uh but I think we can all better ourselves. So I don't want to say make New Year's resolutions because I think that's kind of corny. I think they never work out. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I think we all need to think of a few ways we're going to not just better ourselves, but how we can help others around us. So... My big takeaway on this reflection is that we need to not prioritize just ourselves. Care about yourself. Care about your mental health. Work on yourself. But look at the bigger picture and realize the world around you. Realize, I need to realize that it's not all about me. I need to realize that there are bigger issues going on. And then I want to look at how I can help, what I can do to contribute, to be the change for good. Um, I also want to work on the mental health. That's something I'm always going to be working on. <laughs> and I'm very, very proud to say that I'm doing okay. Uh, I don't want to say I'm doing great because if I end up not doing great, I'm going to look down on myself. <laughs> but I'm better than I was last week and the week before. 
And in a few weeks, I'll be better than I am today, I hope. I mean, it's it comes and goes in waves, you know? It's not a... Um, healing is not linear. I love this quote. Healing is not linear. No. It's going to have its ups and downs, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I want to take into 2021 is knowing that it's okay to not be okay. I don't have to have it all together all the time. And that's okay. Um, This is a podcast I really like listening to. It's called Rachel Profiling. I mentioned it before. Um, Not to give anything away, but I'm really excited to hopefully work with Rachel soon. Um, But don't tell anyone I said that. Um, her latest episode was called it's I'm okay I'm wait it's called wait it's called I'm not okay and that's okay (laughs) I'm going to look it up right now just to make sure I didn't like screw it up um yep I've not been okay and that's okay that's what her newest one is called and I'm not going to give it away I'm not going to tell her story it's not my place to tell her story but if you want to go check that out um reach your profiling highly recommend it because she dives into so many amazing subjects and deep issues that I can never talk on personally. But aside from that, um, I really took a lot away from that episode. And it kind of got me thinking, hey, it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> no, because we can't have it together all the time. I mean, how boring would life be if everything was perfect all the time? <laughs> See, I can't even talk perfectly. Oh my gosh. Um, so hopefully that's my personal reflection of 2020. Um, I got to bring up s- some bigger issues uh, of myself and the world, but I want to um, dive into some other things that we can reflect on about 2020. <laughs> and yeah, okay, so I can wipe the tears off my face we can stop being sad right now and let's just have a good time okay guys i'm back what has been two hours for me has been two seconds for you and um i'm joined with introduce yourself aiden into the mic aiden that's my brother aiden um He's a year younger than me. He's a little dork. Was your TV on? Yeah. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Austin. Austin. Okay. Anyways, back to the episode. I wanted to bring him on for even at the same. <laughs> turn off his gaming microphone or whatever it's called. Gaming headset. Okay. So. I talked about my experience quarantining back in the beginning of the year in this house. Stop cracking your knuckles. It picks up. Anyway, <laughs> I've been talking about my experience quarantining with a big family and giving my perspective. And I want to get, how was quarantine for you? It hasn't been all bad. Like, I mean, it's been nice being at home and just being able to do school like in my pajamas and stuff. But at the same time, like can't go anywhere so i'm just at home so going. you're okay with like the online school thing well i, I like the half and half thing you know the hybrid school oh system. yeah that actually like i like because i, I had like kind of two days to yeah chill you know yeah. what i mean i can still you know be around other people so that's nice yeah because we definitely do need our socializing mm-hmm. 
So if you had to sum up 2020 in one sentence, how would you put 2020 in a sentence? It sucked. <laughs> okay, more like two words. Yeah, it's been challenging. I talked about it a lot, actually, about how it was for me. Um, a little puppy in the corner. Oh, yeah, the puppy that I talked about um, lives in Aiden's room. Mm-hmm. She loves him. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't really much on board with this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I couldn't get Liv on. She was busy, so I thought, all right, second choice, my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 2020 for you, like what was the biggest, hardest thing that you had to deal with? Uh, pretty much just being stuck at home all day with four siblings that are constantly yelling at each other. <laughs> Yeah, um, could not be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, what has been the highlight of twenty twenty? Highlight. Like, what? what's something that you like you learned, or like the best thing that you were able well, to take away from this year? Being able to adapt and just you know like really focuses on that. You know, life is always changing since stuff, so you've always got to be ready for that. You know. Yeah, I was saying how it kind of put things under perspective of what's really important in life, too. Yeah. Because this year was full of so much loss that we kind of needed to... Yeah, it also challenged, like, different friendships because, you know, once you start stop, stop seeing people at school, you know, and they're always talking to you at school, you know, if they're not texting you at all, that's how you know, hey, maybe we weren't so close in the first place. Yeah, it definitely showed us people's true colors and kind of helped us learn to navigate those relationships and see what's really worth it or not. Mm -hmm. But so going into 2020, what is something that's going to keep you motivated? I'm a 2021. Yeah. 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 Going into 2021, not 2020. Can we not go into part two of 2020? Well, I'm not going to say it can't get worse because that's what we said a couple months ago and it got worse. Exactly. So I don't know. Just, Keep moving. Yeah. And see where you end up. Just, I mean, at the end of the day, we're kind of out of control. Mm-hmm. It's not up to us what happens. But we can definitely be a force of good, but not, can't constantly change everything that's going on. Did you get face wash for Christmas? I honestly don't know. It never specifically says face wash. <laughs> I'm just looking over so at it. So I'm debating whether it's lotion or if Here. it's something for acne. <laughs> yeah, we just celebrated a second Christmas, basically. So, um, okay. So 2021, what are your main goals? Well, I don't really set any goals for myself. You don't either. do, like, the New Year's no, resolutions? No, I just I, – I, See what I'm doing and, you know, just go from there. You know, do whatever I feel like. Well, not whatever I feel like, you know. So he's a pretty – Aiden's a low-key person, pretty chill. Um, we, go, we went into things very differently. We had our own separate – very separate challenges because for him, socializing wasn't always the biggest deal for him. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never – really had to talk to some people all the time really and he's like he's content that way you know it's just our personalities are really different so it's different it's, it's interesting seeing different perspectives oh my gosh the puppy's so cute i get yeah i get very sidetracked very easily but 
didn't this year feel so short but so long at the same time well yeah like you're always like every day you're thinking wow this year is so long and then it's christmas and you're like whoa that came very fast yeah because i remember back in may we went to um florida um wouldn't recommend now <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that was kind of our escape in a way and I was saying, I was saying how it felt like that was so long ago. Like it felt like a whole other yeah. lifetime going to Florida, yeah. but yet it feels like back in March just happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. it there is, has to be a word for it. It's so weird. Because like, yeah, that was really stupid of us to kind of travel back in May, but also like that was Florida preaching. We're the safest state right now, yeah. and we don't wear a mask even though we wore a mask because we were like hmm, i don't trust this but that feels like a lifetime ago because yeah. i haven't been on a plane since um smart <laughs> it's just it's absolutely crazy so that was my little reflection of 2021 reflecting on what i want to change what i want to make better and how to better ourselves now to make this episode a little less blah, let's talk about something fun for like the last few minutes. Okay, so to kind of wrap this episode up and bring some more fun into this episode, I know this one was a little more sad <laughs> talking about 2020 especially but to kind of make this episode a little more fun i wanted to ask my brother some questions and he'll pick a few to ask me because kind of just to see how well we really know each other especially because we've lived with each other all of our lives and but that doesn't mean you necessarily know a person and all the ins and outs so my mom actually sent me these questions i think she got from like pinterest i thought it was kind of funny how i'm asking questions to my brother that my mom sent me kind of bring my family into this podcast more because I know I don't talk that much about that <laughs> but all right so I want to find a question that I probably do not know about you oh okay okay so I'm more about like having children like what was it like but um <laughs> I can't really ask you that can't okay so who was your favorite school teacher and why and you can say the name of the teacher as long as you're talk, talking good things. Because I don't like to, yeah, yeah. I don't like to say someone's you don't name. Don't want to diss on a teacher. Exactly. Like I don't like to say someone's name and then talk negatively. If I'm going to say someone's yeah. name, I want it to be in a positive light. Yeah. So like you could say the teacher's name yeah. as long as it's positive. Well, I liked my eighth grade English teacher, Mr. Butler. He was a really nice guy. He always had a good amount of energy, and you know he was always, you know, giving me positive reinforcement. And that's what you need, definitely. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> all right you want to pick a question to ask me no i'm just gonna think of a question you're gonna think of a question think oh of a question. he's right. um he's too good for that yeah all right well i'm gonna uh scroll for a question okay um so if you were to build a house in one specific area what kind of area would you want to live in like you could build your own house wherever you want anywhere so okay would... so my ideal setting because i like cities uh -huh. i like the beach uh -huh. and i like the mountains so I want to. Um, How's that gonna work? I want a city beach mountain house. City beach mountain house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, sir. Oh, oh. A city beach mountain house. 
I mean, good luck trying to find that. No, because there's like there's cities near the ocean. Yeah, cities near the ocean, but there's like a mountain range right behind it. Like, I'm gonna say like, isn't like L.A. like there's the beach there, and then there's like a mountains a few miles away. Like, I'm not saying I want to live in L.A., but I'm saying like it exists. I don't know. I don't know, but that's my like. If I could build a house anywhere, that's where I would want a house. <laughs> Beaten, beaten, beaten. Peach Mountain House. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know why people like living in cities so much because it's always so loud. There's always a siren going on in the background. See, but like, there's something about the rush, you know? It's felt like, I don't know, something about it just is appealing to me. Maybe it's because I we like we like watching Friends and shows that take place in the city but i'm not saying i would live in new york specifically because i've been there a lot and i know that it's not amazing i could definitely never live in a city because it just feels so cramped all the time yeah i mean the apartment and you're always at least three feet next to somebody yeah that does not help in the state of the world right yeah no (laughs) but oh Okay, who was your childhood crush, and did she like you back? You don't have to say the name. You can just describe how old you were and what that uh, was like for you. Because I yeah. know the name of the person, but yeah, I'm, I won't. I won't. I won't make him yeah, say it. Yeah. Okay. So describe how you. Oh, how old were you when you started liking her, and then what was that like with the friendship that you guys had? You know, I really don't want to talk about it. Okay, well, can you just say how old you were when you had your first crush then? I really don't know, if I'm being completely honest. I can't think of a specific <laughs> time where... Thanks, just... that really, really clarifies a lot. Yeah, oh, no. really don't know. Okay. <laughs> but were you young, like elementary school? Probably. Probably? Probably. Yeah. And what about this girl appealed to you? There, I can ask you that. You have to answer that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure. It's just something, you know? I can't really put it into words. <laughs> I don't know. This dude with the answers. I don't know. Oh, something. I don't know. I'm not going to do a whole five paragraphs. It's okay. You don't have to it. open up on a podcast that you've never been on before. Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting question. Yeah. Sometimes you just look at someone and you're like, Dang, yeah, something's special about something them, about and it. you can't always you talk, pinpoint it. You talk to them, and it's like, wow, yeah, you can't always just pinpoint it, you know. Sometimes there, you just see something in someone, and you're just like, wow, clicks, yeah, yeah. you just click with someone. I, I get that. Saying I don't know kind of does make sense though, because yeah. it just happens, yeah. All right, your turn. Um. Oh, now he looks look at, at the, the list. Now he looks at now. the list. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Some of them are like, "What was it like experiencing your first child?" Um, I don't know. I haven't been there yet. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, in, let's see. Um, in 2021, I want to have this podcast more um set up. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Start, As I almost drop the, dropped the, the microphone, the drop the it's brand new. Well, hmm. What gets you out of bed every morning? Like when you get out of bed in the morning, what really makes you like, <clears throat> strive for something? What um, <clears throat> what gets me out of the bed in the morning is my alarm. Oh yeah, that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, I. What what, what gives you energy <laughs> no, for I, the day? I understood the question. I just felt like being yeah. smart. Um, yeah. what gets me out of the bed in the morning is that each day is a new day. No matter how sucky the day before was, that today's a new chance. I can make it better, mm. and find a way to make someone smile. Because yeah. mm. if the day before was really bad then let's not make the next day bad. <laughs> yeah. And I accidentally exited out of the questions. Okay. But um, my question for you is... Hmm. My question for you is how quickly can you pull up the list? I got it. I got it. got it. If you could have a do-over, what would you change? I could have a do-over. Like if you could go back in time change and fix something. something. Well, there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> I would like to change. Like it doesn't have to be something big. It's just something like even something small that something you're small. like, dang, that was stupid. Yeah. I mean, like I remember back in seventh grade, like I did not try in school at all, and I really just didn't focus on it. So you know, I'd like to change that. I wish I would have tried more and put more attention into school because like i i did way better the next year because i really focused and and that next year i was like wow i could have done so much better in seventh grade if i just you know really kept my eyes focused on it yeah, so, yeah. and also there's more opportunity the better you are at yeah that's studying that's and because well, you're in smart people classes yeah. Here's the, here's the thing about me. I've never studied unless I was forced to. I've, <laughs> I've never studied. Like the study games. <laughs> What's the study game? Like the games that the teachers do where they're like, I'll give you an M&M if you get the question right. Third grade. Do you remember third grade? We had the same third grade teacher. Oh, yeah. I remember those games, but I never studied for them. I, was I, like, I know, oh, but I they, know were like, they were like the study games. It was like a review for like the test. Mm. And it's like, in what year did Columbus sail the ocean blue? And then it's like, if you got the answer right, you get like a Hershey kiss or an M&M. Yeah. And then whoever had the most M&Ms got like a big prize. Yeah. Remember that like she little prize box? The pri oh, yeah. And there were like yeah. stuffed animals in there. Like There's this was animals. not some dinky, like you get a pencil or yeah. an eraser. And of course, they were in there. They were in there, but like we all went for like the South Animals. I remember in second grade, our teacher, um, she had like almost a black market of candy. And like, if you're second like, grade, yeah, if you're like at the top of the top, she would give you those gummy Krabby Patties. <gasps> Dude, you had, unlocked a memory. She had, she had like a black market of a black candies. market. Do you know what a black yeah. market is? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just using it as an expression. You know? No, remember the um. The animal chart. Animal chart. Oh, if you were yeah. like, like, you have to keep your animal in the green pastures. To, yeah, yeah. If you went up one, you know, if you were good the rest of the day, she'd move you down one. Yeah, this was that small Christian school that I talked about. Um, we yeah. So every there was only one teacher for each grade, so we basically experienced like the same things. Yeah, it was the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but remember fourth grade when you had the tokens and if you take out an answer right, you get like a like a coin. Yeah. And then at the end of the, each month, she would have like a big store. Mm -hmm. And I donated all my Polly Pockets to it, and I really regret oh, that because wow. they don't manufacture those anymore, and I'm really oh, sad. Wow. Yeah. I remember, like, she would, <laughs> I remember she would let you go reach your hand into the jar and pick out one coin, but everybody would pick oh, out Everyone one. would, like, pickpocket. Like, yeah, they would take or, like, more than one coin. I remember when I was in fourth grade, 
we had um a little Nancy Drew mystery on our hands. Ah. Um, we had a coin thief <laughs> who would so she gave us um pencil pouches to keep our coins in, and we would hang them on a hook on our desk since we only had that one classroom for us. So we would we write our names on the coin like the coin pouches and hang it on our desk, and one day five of someone's coins disappeared oh that's strange maybe she just misplaced them or miscounted right and then it started happening to everyone except for like two people mm. and we're like hmm we have a coin thief that was a little that that was the biggest thing that happened in that yeah. fourth grade class remember we had like we had I kid you not, class meetings, like like student organized <laughs> at recess on the picnic benches because right. we had no playground. We oh, had dirt. You were just desperate for anything to happen because nothing happened. Nothing in happened that there. So what we would do, we would have little student organized class meetings on a picnic table or sitting in the dirt because we had no playground at that time. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so that we had, was, that we, was had we played in the dirt. Yeah, we played in the dirt. <laughs> and we would play like Gaga and like the 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 concrete like in a parking yeah. lot so we would sit down and have class meetings like voting on who we thought it was and whoever had the most votes like we would go tell the teacher this person's stealing our coins um we we know who it was but like but we don't like it's all alleged you know it's still a yeah. it's it's still a legal issue no i'm kidding <laughs> i haven't thought about that in years but that's a good memory oh my gosh <laughs> reflecting on fourth grade but sometimes i'll stay up for hours at night like in my bed just thinking about like dude we had the craziest things school. go on like, i would just think about it i remember oh my gosh wait what was the other th crazy thing that happened what the five second fight <laughs> our school didn't have fights and then one time someone like pushed someone and we all thought that was going to be like a big fight until it just got broken up yeah he landed one punch and that was it like, that was it nothing happened yeah then but, they sat in the principal's office all day and then the teachers handed us little slips of paper to write our when you testimony had to, oh i had to do that almost every day when i was being bullied uh, <laughs> i swear i owned a stack of those papers just to take home if you did anything wrong in that school, they would throw the book at you. Like, I mean, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Because yes. it's like, hey, at least they know that like, they somewhat care. Well, I mean, like, there's... I'm not here to trash talk a school that no longer exists. But <laughs> yeah. the fact that it no longer exists says something. Okay, that, that, that... No, I'm saying I have some pretty good memories. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Some of my best stories come from that time yeah. of my life. Just like the ones we just told you. Uh, whose turn to ask a question? We'll do like two more. Okay. Because um, we went off on a long tangent with that story. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right. Whose turn is it? Is it my turn to ask you a question or your turn to ask me a question? Let's just go you ask me. Yeah. Oh, dang it. Let's okay. Um. Oh, my gosh. Tell your craziest, child, earliest or craziest childhood memory. Really I'm thinking crazy. Thomas, but Thomas, what? Tommy, Tommy. Oh, shut up. No, you, you shut up. All right, you scooted on the ground until you were like three. <laughs> I can't, I didn't walk until I was two. That's part of my leg issues. So you scooted on the ground. So I scooted on my booty. Yes. Well. Hey, it was it was innovative. One of my earliest. Wow. Um, I think you should the Thomas story. I don't remember the Thomas story. I remember it. I was like two, and I remember it. 
Dude, I have the craziest memories. Oh, I, when I was two, like okay. before I could talk, yeah. I had memories. I remember this one time I did something really mean. I'm not proud of it, but like, you bit me. No, that that wasn't it. You bit me in the hallway of the church. That wasn't it. Because I beat you to the water fountain. That wasn't it. Whoa, I just remembered that. Yeah, we were running in the church hallway to get to the water fountain. Because the church was also the school we went to. And we knew where everything was, obviously. So I was running to the waterfront because I was so thirsty after the church service. Or like youth group. Or no, like like little. I think it was a church service. Like a church service. And I beat him to the waterfront and, and I made a big deal about it. And then he bit my arm. You until should, I started, You shouldn't have gloated about it. Until I started crying. It ran at my mom. And then he got the water fountain first. <laughs> Anyways, I remember this one time I did I did something to my younger brother where I threw like his toy truck down the dark basement <gasps> and I said go get it. He went to go get it. I slammed the door on him and he's like fetch it? screaming that's, and crying. That's so mean. Yes, I, I'm not proud of it. I'm not in the slightest bit proud of it. <laughs> I have the craziest childhood memories that like I don't remember until I'm just like somehow think about it. Yeah. Or unless like somebody else brings it up, like that, like, like that biting my arm at church. Like I didn't remember I that until just I just remember. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so is that your like earliest childhood memory? I wouldn't say my earliest, but it's definitely one of them. Okay, I do find one that. of my earliest is that I remember I had the Spider-Man action figure where like the fingers could move and stuff. They had like their own little joints. I don't know why I took off every single finger and I. Um, I put them in the sink and I turned the sink on so they would go down the road. <gasps> I don't know why. Ian. I just did that. I don't know why. And what was Dad's reaction? Uh, he was mad at me. But that was a nice. Did action. you like clog the drain? No, no, it didn't clog it. Oh. It went down fine. I like, I'm sure mom that, was not happy that you destroyed a toy. That was a pretty cool action figure. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Wow. Yeah, I got some weird stuff that I did. I remember. Um, we had. At our old old house, um, when we were growing up, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like two, maybe like three. Aiden was like two, and we were on a walk, like right, like with mom, and like he was pushing us like the little wagon, and it was like a really sunny day, and we had this old man neighbor who would give us lollipops all the time. That's what I remember. I have no memories. You have no memory of the old. Not, I have no memories. I have memories of the house. house. Um, yeah, there was this nice old man who gave us lollipops. I hope he's alive. Um. <laughs> Anyways, you asked me a question. Uh, well, what's the, what's the lowest test score you've ever gotten? A twenty-eight. A twenty-eight. <laughs> a twenty-eight. Wow, how did mom and dad react to that? Okay, it was a twenty-eight on a math test in third grade, so mom and dad were pretty understanding because uh -huh. it was third grade, and I think I got to retake it. Okay. I don't remember. I just remember it was a twenty-eight. That's a pretty low F. <laughs> no matter where you're from, I think that's a universally a very, very bad score. <laughs> mm -hmm. What about you? Probably like an 80. <laughs> Aiden's a lot smarter <laughs> than me. On a test, it's probably like a 70 something. Okay, that's not bad. If that's all. Like because oh, if I get a C on a test, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I'm below average. <laughs> we. The perks of being a wallflower. Below average! Yes. Or is it? Yeah, something like that. Then mom will like crucify me if I oh my get God. a 70 on a test. No, because she expects more from you because you're in smart classes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, that was just... Sorry, that was just funny. Um, oh, here's one. Do you want a big family or a small family? Small. <laughs> yeah, same. Small. 
um we we live in a big family big family and and we I've see how that goes never to let that happen we love our family but I'll no never put anybody else through that <laughs> we love our family but wouldn't do it again see they like, like look yeah that's weird i don't know sorry my, i got new airpods and they don't work oh but they do work they just it's crap. probably just having trouble they act crazy um, They're all questions about parenting. Oh, here we go. How has faith, spirituality, religion, meditation played a role in your life? Well, I've never been like th that big, big religious guy, but it's definitely had uh, some effect in my life. You know, like it definitely affects the choices that I make. Yeah, I get that. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's like I don't want to be that preacher on the street that's saying you're going to hell like oh, yeah like that's not what i want to portray myself i want to appear as i was a loving person because i believe in a loving god you know yeah. but uh, definitely like that somebody's always watching you thing has definitely affected the way I told you, it brings it. you just comfort it, it does but then it also brings you fear because like you're, <laughs> you're doing something really embarrassing and you know somebody's looking at you but like it's out of love. Yes. Well, yes. That's that's, that's the, the see. At the end of the day, it's just it's comforting for me to believe in a in a God. For yeah. some people, it's the complete opposite. It's comforting to not believe in a God, yeah. which I don't understand. But if that's what you believe, well, it's comforting in them because like I can't speak on behalf of everybody that doesn't believe that there's a God, but I know that some people just find comfort in knowing that they're in control. I can see that, that. they had the steering wheel. I can see that. See, that would terrify me thinking I had the steering wheel. <laughs> I can't drive. Shush, <sighs> I can drive just fine. You never yeah. drove with me. Or since I got my permit, everyone's been bullied. <laughs> <laughs> well, you barely passed your oh. driver's test. Okay, so let's end this out with um, well, pretty much end this out. How has gr growing up before? technology but yet some incorporating technology into your life affected. Okay, i get what you're saying uh, yeah because like we grew up in the age of technology right yeah but we were born before instagram i was born before youtube um you're yeah. not <laughs> yeah. um like how has that affected your growing up and your mindset of the world when we didn't grow up on iPads like well, our siblings I, did. I definitely like that I did not grow up on an iPad or a phone because I, I just think it's way better. You know, I don't agree with giving your kid a giving your five year old an iPhone and letting them go on all the social media. And stuff. Yeah, um, I think that's that's not a childhood. It's not healthy. And also, it just takes away the, cause I had the biggest imagination. I still do. I have a crazy imagination. Yeah. And that stems from having to create my own yeah. entertainment. <laughs> also, another thing that, like, you know, people that grow up on technology and stuff, they don't develop problem solving skills. Like, they can't. Really? Like, if they don't have, like, Google or something, they can't find the answer. Um, they can't put two and two together if they don't have something to look it up on. No, I get that. You know, I think that, like, not growing up with technology, it definitely, like, helps you. It affects us a lot more ways than we that we don't yeah, know yet. I think it helps you um, use the resources around you and just be able to look at the world and appreciate it, too. Yeah, because even now, there are some days where I just want to delete everything and go off the grid. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I realize, okay, I have responsibilities, and that's just not practical. Because yeah, you know. <laughs> it's just a different world that we live in. 
especially especially now now more than ever it's technology that's bringing us together yeah with zooms mm -hmm. and um also, another thing that I feel like technology does, it just overcomplicates stuff for no reason whatsoever because people are coming in with their softwares and apps and stuff and they're like, this will make it so much better. And really, it does more harm than it than it fixes stuff because like now you got people hooked on this and I don't know, people are... You know, Social got, media addiction and internet yeah. addiction is very, very Plus real. Plus you got the creepy weirdos on the internet who are like... <laughs> Shout out to you creepy men in my DMs. Mm. Yeah. that i block yeah. right away <laughs> um yeah it's just a crazy world um yeah. very different than how we grew up in how our parents grew up in how their grandparents grew up in um and it's just gonna get crazier yeah <laughs> if we've learned anything it just it just keeps on getting crazier yeah that's definitely why that's definitely one of the big reasons why i don't want to live in a city i'd rather live away from he wants that simple country life like oh, the yeah. country like we experienced the past few days Absolutely. with my tortoise it, he wants a tortoise named sherlock that's what i'm doing all right that's what i'm getting <laughs> um so this is going to be our last episode of for 2020. Obviously, I'm posting this probably on New Year's Eve. Um, anything you want to say before I end this? Any last well, closing I, questions, comments, closing well, yeah. thoughts? I mean, like 2020 is almost over, but keep in mind, you know, like, it's not let the, going let, to be over. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be over. You know, the effects will still linger, but also keep in mind, like life changes. So you know. Whenever you make a plan, just be prepared that it's not going to work out. Tell your plans to God and he'll laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> I said that earlier, actually. Yeah. yeah um, things are not going to go 2021. Um, be excited, but don't put all your faith and hope yeah, don't. in it. Um, we can definitely look forward towards a new year. But also remember, we're still in a pandemic. And it's not going to end when the clock strikes midnight. Mm -hmm. So just remember that. Um, stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Wear a mask. Um, and I just hope you guys have a great new year. Um, remember, focus on your mental health. Focus on yourself. And also focus on those around you. And that is everything. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, everyone.